another episode of Unplugged Church Edition. You got your girl Evangelist Freddie Jones here and my favorite co-host, Elder Stacy Whitehead. Hey, Elder. Hey. <laughs> Today we have a great guest to continue our season of the season of the woman. We have co-pastor Jamaris Napier from Redeeming Love Outreach Ministries right in Wilmington, Delaware. God bless you. God bless you. Thank, Thank you. you for coming. Thank you for having Listen, me. Listen, we know you are a busy woman. <laughs> yes. You are a pastor, a wife, a mother, yes. a friend, a daughter, everything. <laughs> so we definitely want to thank you so much for sparing your time and coming to. So we have some great questions for you. Okay. Okay. And we right. know here we're just going to have a soulful conversation. Wonderful. Just going to pick your brains because we want to encourage, want to encourage lift we want to enlighten we want to just help inspire. a lot of inspire yes, elder stacy yes. we want to do a lot for not just women but men too so grab your cousins your godchildren, your nieces your daughters your mama yes. tell them to join in okay co-pastor yes now we know i know that you are a preacher's kid Yes. And <laughs> I, I'm not necessarily, I had preachers in my family, like my grandma, mm -hmm. my aunts, but I didn't necessarily like grow up like as a preacher's kid, like everybody, pastor, bishop. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about how that was. Who was the preacher and how was that growing up for you? Okay. Well, um, my father, the late Bishop William Oatman Sr., mm -hmm. he was the senior pastor of okay. our mother church, Redeeming Love Christian Fellowship. And he founded that mm. with my mother, um, co-pastor Alicia Oatman at the time. Mm -hmm. So even before my father became a pastor, he was an ordained minister from the 80s. He was a musician. Oh, okay. All right. So he was preaching way before oh, he established yeah. his church. So being a preacher's kid, it is a lot of pressure mm -hmm. because you're supposed to be the example. Yeah. You're supposed <laughs> to be the standard. Yes. Mm -hmm. And um, so you had to look a certain way. You had to act mm -hmm. a certain way. You couldn't, it, it is a lot of pressure. Yes, you have to be the model Christian kid. Yes, <laughs> which we all know that's not mm -hmm. the case. And also we had to share our parents with mm -hmm. the ministry. Yeah. And mm -hmm. if you grew up in the church, mm -hmm. you kind of understood mm -hmm. that with your parents in the ministry, ministry does not have regular business hours. No. So when ministry called, they answered. Mm -hmm. So we dealt with my siblings and I, a bit of um, resentment towards the mm -hmm. church because we felt like the church took our parents yeah. away too I can much. see that, I can see that. So that was another issue mm -hmm. um, growing up as a preacher's kid. Also, my father and mother were well known in the South Jersey area. Okay. So then you had certain ones that wanted to get to my parents mm. and they would try to come Ooh. through us. Really? Yes. Like how? Like what would they um, For instance, just, you know, getting to know us, wanting to, you know, know more about us. And when you are a child or a young adult, you don't always know what you can share, what you can't share. You, you don't always know mm -hmm. who you can be yourself with. Right. right. So we had to make sure whatever we were saying or our interactions didn't, you know, bring any negativity, right, right. you know, towards the church. So it was mm. a lot of pressure. Mm. And to be honest with you, 
Um, I resented the church for a long time. And me being a co-pastor, it had to be God because I was not. <laughs> I promise the Lord I wouldn't do this. I was not going <laughs> to. Um, but it, it also taught me when I became a minister, I understood where my parents were coming from. Okay. And then being a mother, yes. I want to make sure my children don't resent church the way mm. I did. Yeah. So I there has that. to be a balance. A balance. Yes. My parents did the best that they could. They were yeah. very busy. Mm -hmm. They balanced as much as they could. Mm -hmm. But I attempt with my husband to take it a step mm -hmm. further so that our kids enjoy coming to church, but then they have lives. Right, yeah. right. So let's talk yeah. about that resentment part, though. Like, how long were you resenting the church? <laughs> <laughs> Throughout college, yes. okay, so okay, four okay. Or five years. okay. You know, because when I was a little child, you know, I, I went through Sunday school, vacation Bible school, mm -hmm. the Easter plays, all of that, mm -hmm. just because that was what I did, youth choir, all of that. Mm -hmm. But then when I got on my own and I went to the University of Delaware, okay. Mm -hmm. That was my opportunity to be whoever I wanted to be. I and that's right, honey. She was like, I'm not in my parents' house. Yes. <laughs> right. So I was not trying to portray the church girl that I was teased as being in high school. Oh. But the funny thing is when you are touched by God, even mm. when you do wrong, you don't look like you're supposed to be where mm -hmm. you, you are. So if I was in a bar in a club, mm. or if I place. was smoking a cigarette or drinking. What? The pastor can't smoke a cigarette in your bar? I did. <laughs> I did, but I had someone come up to me and say, put that down because you, you don't, don't even look right. You don't, don't even look, look right. Wow. Like either, I was like, what? I'm not holding the drink. Right? I'm not holding the <laughs> No, you just don't, don't look like you belong. Right. So the residue was there. still Ooh. on me. Mm. So I tried to run. Mm. So I remember a particular conversation my mother and I had um, where she was questioning my decisions, my actions. And she mm -hmm. says, well, what are you professing? Mm. And I That's said, good. I'm not professing anything. Ooh, no, you didn't. I did. How old were you when you said that? Oh, I was grown. I was like 20, 21. Uh -huh. Yeah, that, I, that ain't I was grown. Y'all 21 no, years, that ain't grown. grown. Oh, it's 21, <laughs> that I thought grown. I was grown. <laughs> Thank you, bro. That ain't grown. Yeah. But, but I didn't understand really what she was asking. She was trying to remind me whose mm. I was. Mm -hmm. And your actions aren't lining up mm -hmm. to what you've been taught. Mm -hmm. But I had to find my own mm -hmm. way. And eventually I did, mm -hmm. you know, a couple years later. But it had to be on my terms because when you grow up in the church, I know how to do church. Yes. I know when to raise my hand. Right. Yes. I know when to say hallelujah. Yes. I know the vernacular of the redeemed. Yes. But it was not in my heart. Amen. Amen. So I had to go through some Amen. things in college mm -hmm. to really oh my establish God. my own relationship because God stopped being my parents god mm. he became my Your god jehovah yes right. but yes. if i never went through anything right. then i would that. not have mm -hmm. that relationship mm -hmm. right. so um the resentment eventually died out because then i started to understand um the people in my parents congregation they needed help mm. they were hurting right my right. parents were there they were serving mm. them yes. so you know as a child as a, you know, a PK, I had to understand mm -hmm. my parents' call was bigger than us. Right. They were, you know, we lent our parents to the ministry mm -hmm. and it did not become real to me until my um, 
father passed away mm. in 2018. Okay. We were at his funeral. It was a large church. Mm -hmm. There were people not only in the sanctuary, they were in the overflow and they were outside. My and God. I looked at Jesus. all the people that my father impacted. Touched. Oh, that's beautiful. And I said to myself, I said, Lord, I apologize for yes. being selfish wow. with my parents. Mm -hmm. oh, that's because beautiful. now I see oh, the, the touch, the impact, the souls mm -hmm. that he affected. Mm -hmm. In one place. Right. But when you're a child, all you see is that's my, my dad. Parents. Right. That's my dad. That's my mom. We're right. going to yeah. another church service. We've been to Sunday school, two services. We're right. going to rehearsals. We're doing this and that, funerals, all of that. But in the grand scheme of things, they were servants. Yes. And now it's my turn. Yes. And yes. I understand. Wow. So it took <laughs> up to 2018 for you to really see yes. the impact. Wow. That's yes. amazing. Wow. That's good because I know there are. PKs that yes. watch there, mm -hmm. even if, you know, a child is a is their parent could be a strong leader mm -hmm. in the church. Don't necessarily right. have to be like the bishop or right. the pastor, right. but you see sometimes the use, the abuse. Yes. You see the person that you know your parents just put food in their house. Yes. And then they turn around and, and do. <laughs> right. And then when you're a child, children hear everything. So mm -hmm. we have to understand they may look like they're not paying us any attention, right. but they're hearing. They sure so are. if we hear, you know, sister so-and-so mm. in the bathroom mm. talking about our parents, but then they get up front and say how great our parents are. We're looking at you sideways because wow. you just dogged wow. my parents in the bathroom. Right. Wow. And you didn't know I was in the stall, mm -hmm. but I was in there. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, we, we hear the grumblings, but then we see the money's going out of the house, mm -hmm. going to right. help someone. We see the food going out of the house. We see the people that my parents brought into the home mm. because they had nowhere to stay. Mm. We saw the counseling sessions, but we had to be quiet. Right, mm. right. We, we could not say anything. Absolutely. Because we were just taught, you know, just, just keep your mouth shut. Mm. So it puts the children in a very vulnerable spot right, because right. we cannot check an adult. No. So what do we do? We act out. Mm. Or we get enough of the fakeness mm -hmm. that the church people had, and I'm not ragging mm -hmm. on church people. I just have to, so we have to yes. put our masks down mm -hmm. because yes. our Stay children nice. see. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And You're then it drives them away from the church because yes. they say church people are fake. They're judgmental. Right. Because we see, praise the Lord, pastor. Girl, you can't believe, you know, his wife is doing such and such mm -hmm. and such. The kids hear that. Yes, they do. The young adults mm -hmm. hear that, you know. So it it is a strange position as a PK mm -hmm. because we have to still love God, love absolutely. God's people, absolutely. and not want to fight somebody, <laughs> cuss right. them out. Cuss them out. <laughs> and then sometimes it's just better to leave the church alone right. than to really unleash all that we feel right. so mm. it, it's a hard process yeah, it's a very peculiar place to be it is mm. it is i can imagine because yeah. i know i mean i again i didn't grow up but mm -hmm. i could see people being jealous of you mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. thinking they want to be or try to 
I want your dad to be my dad. You're like, no, no. Yeah. You don't want this. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. talk about your transition now from being that, you know, resentment and then your I like to say your born again experience. How was that for you? Uh, well, that was it, it it came in a hard place in my life. Mm. Um when my husband and I got married, we really, we weren't in the church. I was in a backsliding condition. Pray for the saints. Yes, I was in a backsliding condition. Um, but I knew that this was not the way to go. Mm -hmm. You knew better. I knew better. I knew better. We, obviously, we know you yes. knew better. We, we, yes. But you just I chose, like, I just cannot get. So but do you think you were just, like, at a state, like, I just can't get it together? Or do you, what do you think you were going through now that you It was rebellion. Mm. It was rebellion. I, I was being rebellious. I was trying to be something that I wasn't because another thing about being a PK, I was always Bishop Oatman's daughter. Mm -hmm. I was always co-pastor Oatman's mm -hmm. daughter. Mm -hmm. I was not, or I, even though I was the oldest, mm -hmm. I was, you know, you just didn't the have oldest. Your own, you I did have not have my own identity. Right. So a lot good. of that was That's rebellion, mm -hmm. but I did not really embrace who I was. Mm -hmm. Um, but the Lord just said, you know what, this child, she, let me just go ahead and save her because I got to work for her to do. Mm. So he really worked through my husband first. It was just a Saturday. What did that look like? It was a Saturday morning prayer meeting. And yes. um, on the Saturday. Oh, because you guys were still going to church. No, no, no. When we were married, no, we were literally on Fridays going to get subs and going to the liquor store. Yes, <laughs> that was a good time. Yeah, shrimp yes. fried rice. Yes, and some Hennessy. So we just decided. <laughs> but I've been delivered. Right, I know. We just we just decided. You know what? We're gonna go to church. We're gonna go to church. Good. And then it was, of course, you know, when you decide to do right, then the enemy is always present. So yes, then it would be a fight. Says. It would be argument. It would be a good movie. Mm. One Sunday we had our church clothes on, y'all. <laughs> We got caught up watching The Coal Miner's Daughter. And that movie's like four hours long. And we sitting there in our church clothes. Did not go to church because we was watching The Coal Miner's Daughter. Oh so my. it was distraction. So we finally decided, you know what, let's go to church. This, you know, so we we were gonna go. And I was a member of one church. He had a family church. Oh, so you were going to church. Well, I was I mean, in, in, in when you wanted when you when went, I wanted you to. Okay. Right. So I went to, we tried to go to this one particular church. My husband got sick in the car. We was like, oh, no, we can't. Mm. Then we tried to go to his family's church. He got sick in the car. Okay, so he, he's yeah. not a pastor's kid. No, no, no. His parents are deacon and deaconess. Mm -hmm. So then we go to this other church, and he seemed to be okay. So we was like, okay, this must be the church. Oh, okay. But we didn't go in there because they were already in service. So we went back the next week. Okay. okay. And then when we went back, we did make it. We, um, we liked the service. Though, so when he was going to his home church, he would get, he, he, got, would, sick. he got sick. And when he was going to y'all trying to attempt to yeah. Wow. Yeah, so the the, mm. the Lord, the Holy Spirit worked through him. Mm. So then when we pulled up to this this church, he was fine. And wow. we were like, okay, you know. So we came back the next week. We really enjoyed mm -hmm. service. And um, I did a lot of carpet ministry because I was yes. being slain in the spirit. Yes. It was almost embarrassing like because my husband would be like, oh, my gosh, he's on the floor again. <laughs> but I had to be purged. That's what was needed. Yes. Right. It yes. was so, needed. Yes. So my rebirth really ended, started on the floor. Mm. Carpet ministry. Carpet ministry. So then we went to this 
um, Saturday morning prayer meeting, he received the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. It was a small prayer meeting. So he's now on fire for the Lord. But but what happened, I was a church girl, so I knew better than he did. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? God did something funny. He allowed my husband to surpass me. Um, so my husband was working the word like he worked the job. Wow. And whereas I wasn't cracking open my Bible until it was time I to go to church. Because mm-hmm. I know church. I know the word. <laughs> but then my husband started to rise a little higher in the Lord. So then I'm like, I don't want to be left behind. <laughs> so let me get my stuff together. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, so then we started doing things together. Beautiful. Um, so, so I'm not getting left behind. No, <laughs> no, not at all. Not at I'm, all. I'm the, I'm the one to know better. Right. right. But I had to be brought low. Yes. Because yes. his his genuine love for Christ mm. and the love for the word, so it was so pure. Mm. It was so passionate. It was so real. Mm. Whereas mine, remember, was superficial. Right, right. So then I'm like, oh, I got to get myself together. Right. Because you, your husband should give you something to aspire to. Mm-hmm. So where I thought I knew, he surpassed me. So I had to catch up. But you know, now we, we good. We good. <laughs> she said we good. Like it We're was good. a race. <laughs> <laughs> no, now we walk together. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yes. So, and now that you guys have gotten to that point, and um, what? How did you guys become pastor and co-pastor? How did you get to that? Okay. Well, so at first it started um, even before becoming pastors. You know, we had to go by way of getting our ministerial license. So even before my husband and I were licensed, we were. at my parents' church, we okay. joined. Oh, okay. Yeah, so because the church, church, right? Because we, the church that we were, you know, rededicated, we served there mm-hmm. for some time, and then it was time to go. Okay. So then the Lord spoke to my husband again and said, "You know what? Let's go to your parents' church." I'm like, "What? I don't want my parents as my oh, pastors." Wow. I'm like, "You sure yeah. the Lord said that?" Mm-hmm. So again, the now, Lord had to use my husband. Now this is now you didn't got filled with the Holy Ghost. You didn't. I did serving. You're but dead. I didn't want my parents as my pastors. Why is that? Because I just I was in their shadow again. I, you know, I started to establish my own identity mm-hmm. at the church I was, That's and good. so did he. Mm-hmm. But again, God knew better because mm-hmm. he knew that my parents' ministry was where we would get our training. But mm-hmm. I didn't know that. All I know is I didn't want to go back to my parents' church. But the Lord clearly spoke to my husband, and I obeyed. Right. Mm-hmm. So we started a young adult um Counseling group, living on purpose, mm-hmm. eighteen to thirty-three. Good. Okay. We were just brother and sister Napier, okay. and we started with that. And then my husband answered his call into the ministry oh, in twenty ten. And and I have to include him because we walked together. Right. So in twenty ten, we we had you know our son Jameer. So I could not answer. I couldn't do anything because I was being mom. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my husband in 2010, he received his minister's license. I received mine in 2013. Okay. You know, he was he went to school to pursue his bachelor's in theology, mm-hmm. and while he was in school, I was taking care of home. Yeah. And then when he finished, I went 
and got my bachelor's in theology in 2018. So now in 2018, I become an ordained minister. Mm -hmm. And um, then shortly after my um, dad passed away, Mm. I became an elder, and then um, my husband became an assistant pastor. And then after that, then the pandemic hit. Oh, wow. So then now we're home. Okay. And I, I do want to go back because we did, under my dad, have a, a Bible study. We mm-hmm. did have Tuesday okay. night Bible studies. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, we did get permission to do that. That was in? Um, it was, well, we started actually in our home. Okay. Um, we started in our home, I believe it was like maybe 2011, because my parents' church was in Jersey, so Mm -hmm. we were 84 miles away. So we couldn't come to Bible study on a Wednesday night. So we got permission to have a Bible study. So you were having it in Delaware. Yes, we were having it in Delaware. And then, um, so we had been teaching for a long time while we were developing our ministerial skills. So we have been doing these things even before Set we got the right title. It was a setup, <laughs> but it was just so funny how I became a minister. I did not want to. I'm, I'm a, a banker. Mm. I'm a professional. I was the CFO of the church. Mm-hmm. I, I did the books of the church. Did the books of my parents' church. I was. I worked the background. Yeah. After service, I'm in my office in the back. Well, the Lord started disrupting my sleep, and I love my sleep. Ah, so well, I, so my husband, you know, he was a minister, you know, at the time. So I'm having a conversation with my parents, and I said, hypothetically, you know, how would one accept their call into the ministry? And they're like, what do you mean? Because the Lord had been pressing wow. upon me, but I was scared. I was just trying mm-hmm. to... Slide it in, slide it in. <laughs> so my dad said, "What do you mean? I mean, if one wants to become a minister, how do they do that?" Mm-hmm. And the Lord set me up. They closed that office door, and we got to talking. And I was just in tears. I was like, "This is what the Lord is pressing oh, upon me wow. to do." This so did awesome. your dad say that that's something he already seen in no. you? That he no. No, he did he did not see that for me. Mm. This was a total surprise. Wow. Because I Your just Your dad did not see that? No. Wow. It was a it was a surprise. Because wow. you know, normally everybody that's a preacher, they always think their children are gonna be a preacher or Mm-mm. Oh wow. It, it wasn't me. Now was the other kid the like, yeah, seven yes. siblings? Yeah, yeah, because I'm I'm the oldest of five. So we mm. all thought my my younger brother was going to and he he is an elder now. But I was the surprise. So he already wow. knew it had to be God because wow. I think mm. he would have tried to discourage me, like, mm. you don't want this because mm-hmm. but he didn't. But he did it. So when when you know he ordained me, it was a it was a beautiful moment oh, because yeah. he was like, I'm so happy, oh, wow. but then I'm so sad because you now belong to the Lord. Mm. Mm. You know. Mm. So yeah. 2020 hits, we decided, you know what, let's let's start a church. 
Wow. Okay, so now is your dad's church still open? Yes, and they're on Mother Church. They're Redeeming Love Christian Fellowship in Galloway, New Jersey. Okay. So, so now my mom is the right. overseer. Like okay. Right, so we're the daughter ministry. Okay. We, we stayed under the Redeeming Love umbrella because that's, um, mm -hmm. First of all, my parents' legacy, mm -hmm. and but that's where we got our tutelage. Yes. So beautiful. What they taught us, mm -hmm. we're bringing to Delaware because we always said we want to bring redeeming love to Delaware. Yes. And and that was always in the plan for my husband to open up a church, and right. I was just kind of be the first the lady. <laughs> I was just along for the ride, right. but um, we started church in our. Dining room table okay. on Facebook Live. Wow. wow. Oh, so during the pandemic. During the pandemic. We church. are pandemic pastors. All right. There's a lot so, of emerging yeah, leaders yeah, from yeah, this pandemic. Yes. So many we people are, we are, have accepted their yeah. call, their calling, yes. you know, and have you know, mm. just branched out. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's awesome. Okay. Here we are almost two years later. We're going to celebrate our two year anniversary, Yay. our church anniversary, pastoral anniversary. But we've been in the ministry a long time. And this is just where the Lord has us mm -hmm. because we know that our church is different. Mm. So tell us or tell the world, <laughs> um, international because you know we had some hey, international okay. viewers we heard so we international. to god be all the glory <laughs> <laughs> so tell them and tell us you know as a co-pastor mm -hmm. and just starting out mm -hmm. and um starting in a pandemic mm -hmm. you know at your dining room table how does it feel to uh be leading um and to be a leading lady how does it feel and how, you know, how did you transition mm -hmm. from being an yes. elder, yes. serving in the ministry, serving in the background, now you're at the front, you're in the forefront of the church, the ministry? It was uncomfortable at first because I had to come out. Mm -hmm. I, I had to ex not expose myself, but I, I had to open up. Right. I was always tad bit guarded. Mm -hmm. um, so... I had to realize it's no longer about me. It's right. about the mm -hmm, souls. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I had to turn my um, attention, my visions outward. Mm. That's good. So once I was able to do that and got over the preaching and everyone looking at me, because I grew up with everyone looking mm -hmm. at me, but now mm -hmm. I'm looking at you all and seeing what does the Lord have for you? Right. So my vision turned outwards right. you're turning into your parents yes yeah. not intentionally but hey yeah. and, and, every and, seed produces after its own so kind. kind that's a good so that's good. I, I i do have um a heart for the people my husband and i do but it was not easy but i just went with god and i said you know what god i'm all the way out here you put me out here for a reason right right so mm -hmm. you might as well just use me Okay. Yeah, use good. me, Lord. Use yes. me. To use me up. Ooh. Yes. You know what? I think that's a good place to stop for okay. this first episode because we want to talk a little bit more about your journey now. Okay. And to and what you think is needed now okay. when we look at women taking on a lot of roles that mm. they normally don't take. Right. Yes. We got so many women. Yes. So many variety of colors, of yes. backgrounds, nationalities yes. that are now making statements. We want to bring that into 
yes. Okay. Yes. So we're going to pause right here. All yes. right, guys. Don't forget to definitely like, follow, share Facebook, YouTube, um, Spotify. Listen, email us if you need to. Okay. <laughs> Unplug number four, me at gmail.com. Definitely don't want to miss this next round. We're going to keep co-passing here a little bit, <laughs> but we want to give you a break. We love you, Sugar Plums. You got your girl, Evangelist Freddie, and my girl, Elder Stacy Wyatt. <laughs> so come back, part two. Amen. Thank you for viewing and listening to Unplugged Church Edition. Remember to subscribe to both Spotify and YouTube. Don't forget, like, follow, and share on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you again for listening to Unplugged Church Edition as we continue to have soulful conversations.